Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Flyers Daily for Sunday, April 3rd, as the Flyers coming off a 6-3 loss against the Toronto Maple Leafs and heading into a matchup against a Metropolitan Division rival in the New York Rangers. Busy, busy day. Uh, for the Flyers last 48 hours, as a matter of fact. And, of course, last night was the first time in in many, many years, since March of 2009, that Keith Yandel did not play in an NHL regular season game where the team he plays for had a game. So the streak is over at 989 games. So incredibly impressive. And Keith, who you're going to hear from in just a couple of moments, he addressed the media prior to the game uh, against the Toronto Maple Leafs last night, you know, talked about obviously being disappointed that he's not in the lineup. He wants to get out there and he wants to battle with his teammates, but also said he needs to come to the rink and help the younger guys out. He understands the business side of this where, you know, we are signing college free agents and you need to get a look at guys. You need to get a look at young guys. And he needs to still come to the rink and work and help out these young players. And he still has a significant role to be played here. He may even play in the game Tonight, Nick Steeler ended up going out of the game yesterday against the Maple Leafs after uh, he had a, a check on a Toronto Maple Leaf player and collision into the boards and went off very gingerly and they had to play with five defensemen for a pronounced period of time. That didn't help him in the third period, obviously, in a game against a, a very unforgiving offensive opponent like the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, but Keith Yandel uh, handled it at like an absolute pro. He did break the record of Doug Jarvis and you know, when these records end, they never end ideally. And people on social media have really been freaking out. And I said on the pregame show that I think this is the ultimate scenario of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because I saw a lot of people on social media being very critical of the Flyers for not putting Yandel in the lineup last night against Toronto. And these are also people that I've seen to be very critical of the fact that he was in the lineup when he was chasing the record of Doug Jarvis. And you can't have it both ways. These records don't end on a player's term. When Gary Unger had the original record and he set that record, he eventually was scratched and never played another NHL game, was sent down to the AHL. And that was dictated by deterioration in his play. When Doug Jarvis set the record 37 years ago and broke Unger's record, and he eventually came out of the lineup because of the deterioration of his game. And the same has happened with Keith Yandel. Now, look, he was in the lineup, I think, at points and not taken out of the lineup because of the streak. And whether you agree with that or not really isn't part of the equation here. Um, They kept him in. He got the streak. He is a guy that's a very popular teammate, a total pro. um, And there's a lot of respect for him, not only in that Flyers locker room, but around the NHL, because players recognize just how difficult it is to go that long without missing a game with the rigors of playing NHL hockey. But his play has deteriorated. And I don't know if Keith would say that, but his play is is not the same, and he has really struggled this season. We knew that he wasn't going to be a great five-on-five defenseman, and the hope was that you could kind of shelter him in those situations, 
and take advantage of the skill set that he has been best at in his career, and that's be a power play quarterback. That's been a struggle as well. So you look at all of those factors, and you go, okay, you just signed Ronnie Adder. You just signed Noah Cates. You have other young players, including Cam York, who's in the lineup. You want to see what you have with these young players. And it's not just about seeing what you have with those players at this point. Like, Ronnie Adder was a minus four last night. And somebody tweeted me and said, see, they should have kept Yandel in. It did no good to bring in Ronnie Adderd and his minus four. Well, it's more than that. It's also, you know, the player assimilating to the NHL game, cutting his teeth at the top level, to go into an offseason having known what it feels like to play in the NHL for a guy who played three years collegiately at Western Michigan, like Ronnie Adderd did, is, is priceless. And he's part of the future. And that's why you want to get these guys into the lineup. Some people go, well, you could have just taken Sealer out and put Adderd in there. And yeah, you could have done that. Absolutely. But Sealer has a future with the Flyers. Keith Yandel does not. It's probably the end of the road for Keith Yandel. Okay, you go, well, why would the Flyers bring back Sealer? He hasn't been very good this year. They're not bringing him back to be a top six defenseman if he comes back. It would be for a 7-8 role, which is he would be fine in. That's suitable. But when you get pushed into duty to have to play 60-plus games with Nick Sealer, it's going to be exposed. And again, this is nothing against Keith Yandel as a player. It's nothing against Nick Sealer. But you have to see what you have in these young players. You have to expose these young players to the NHL because it only helps them. And Look, I'm I'm sentimental like a lot of people. And would it have been nice for Keith Yandel to play a 1,000 consecutive games? Yeah, that would have been ideal. But it can't be about ideal. It has to be about what is best for the organization. And there's some former players like Jeremy Roenick and Carlo Koliakovo who've been very critical of the Flyers and calling it classless and that it's it's disturbing, and all of those things. Mike Rupp went on a rant, former NHL player, and said, remove the player's name from it. Why are we keeping players in the lineup just to set records? And I agree with that. Your play earns you into the lineup, and your play can earn you out of the lineup. Keith Yandel probably should have been scratched a long time ago this season. He wasn't. But... Your play is what should keep you in the lineup or determine if you come out of the lineup. And Keith Yandels hasn't had a good year. So to me, that's the biggest overarching theme. They say you get your first shift, you have to earn your second. You get your first game, you got to earn your second. And he earned it for a long time. But he also earned his way to be scratched. And that's just the fact of the matter. And again, you cannot have it both ways. You can't sit there and say, why is he in the lineup? He shouldn't be playing. Why are they keeping him in the lineup just because of a streak? And then when he's 11 games shy of doing it a thousand times in a row, you can't say it's classless for them to pull him out. And for me, it's always about the team. Somebody had tweeted me, and look, it's Twitter. It can be absurd. One guy tweeted me who claimed he was a coach. And it was his handle says, coach, whatever his name is, said, why didn't they just dress him and have him play one shift? 
Do you think that Keith Yandel wants to dress and play one shift and then sit his rear end on the bench for the remaining, what, 59 minutes of that game? Do you think that that's dignity? These guys are competitors. If you can't earn your way into the lineup, you shouldn't be in the lineup. And again, this kind of happened with Phil Kessel, who's probably going to break the record of Keith Yandel next season. He was set to have a kid, and Mike Rupp brought this up in his rant on Twitter about it. His wife was having a baby. He was in Chicago. They Arizona Coyotes put him on the ice for a shift. Then he went to the locker room, got changed into his street clothes, left, was on a private jet to go be with the wife, his wife for the birth of their child. But why are we doing—is that legit? It's These records are being tarnished by the need to— incessantly have somebody break a record. The record should be based on earned games in, not because you're in the lineup, because you're chasing a record. That's legit. Again, Gary Unger, he came out of the lineup. His play deteriorated. He never played another NHL game again. Same thing happened with Doug Jarvis. He earned his way out of the lineup. Same thing happened here. There's no malice. There's no agenda. And it's part of the deal. It's got to end sometimes. And here's the other part of it. A lot of times players in professional sports, they don't get to determine when, when it's done. They don't. Wayne Gretzky didn't get to determine when he was done with the game. The game determined that it was time for Wayne Gretzky to be done. Same thing with Mario Lemieux. Same thing with Steve Eiserman. Same thing with Gordy Howe, although it took the game a little longer to figure it out with Gordy Howe. He played until he was 52 years of age. The game dictates when it's time to go. Because these are the best players in the world. The game dictates that. Nobody earns the right to go out on their own terms. It just doesn't work that way. And some people want to say, well, you're being a hypocrite because uh, you were for Claude Giroux playing his 1,000th game as a flyer. First of all, I wasn't. I don't. I didn't care. I thought it was a good moment for the organization and a, and a good moment for him. But it didn't matter to me. If you could have made the trade before and got more, I would have made the trade before. But even that being said, if you don't recognize the difference between what this organization owed Claude Giroux compared to what the organization owed Keith Yandel then that's a point that I just can't help with. So let's hear from Keith Yandel, because he is the man of uh, so much debate on social media right now. So let's hear what he had to say when he found out he was going to be scratched for the first time since March of 2009. First, congrats on the run. And uh, secondly, uh, what was your conversation like with Mike Pio? How did you receive the news? And uh, Mike said you took it like a real pro, I suspect. Yeah, Um I talked to Chuck. Um, obviously, they've filled me in, and you know what's going to happen. It's kind of been one of those things that you know towards the end of a year when you're signing young guys and getting uh, free agents out of college that you know they're going to give them a chance to play, and um, you know you got to respect that out of the business side of it, and um, you know what they're trying to do here, and um, you know I think for me it's just continue to come to the rank and help young guys out um be a good teammate and be here for guys 
Yeah, how much of that do you take pride in getting out there today, working with injured players, guys that are scratches as well, and still having fun, smile on your face, things like that? Yeah, well, I'm like I said, it's tough to have a bad day in the NHL. Obviously, uh, you know, getting the news that you're not playing is, you know, not what you want to hear. And that, I mean, that's every single guy. Every guy wants to be playing, wants to be on the ice, uh, going to battle with their teammates. And, um, but, you know, once you're on the ice, you, you're feeling like a kid again and, um, you know, smiling, snapping the puck around. And I think, uh, you know, for me, it's just trying to stay positive. What is the emotion? Like, you might be back in the lineup eventually, and obviously it always sucks, but now it's broken. There's no more pressure, but also it's it's done. Like, you're just mm -hmm. completely over. No more questions about that, yeah, um, you know, I did a little bit, you know, talking last night with my wife and, and uh, you know, my brother, my parents, and, you know, just, you know, just one of those things that you kind of look back at and, you know, how long it's been and, um, you know, obviously something I, I take a lot of pride in and I, uh, you know, I'm fortunate to play one game in this league. Um, you know, I say it all the time. It's I've been blessed to be in this league and as long as I have, and I owe pretty much my whole life to this league. And, um, it's, you know, it's been, it, it's been a great a journey too. And you, you look back and you think your first game, uh, and then, you know, it's kind of, it's one of those things that the last couple of days has been a, uh, a lot of reflecting and I'm not really a guy that reflects too much. So it was kind of, uh, you know, you know, kind of hit you a little bit, but, um, you know, obviously just fortunate to be here. Who were you at 22-year-old Keith just starting your streak? And mm -hmm. what would you have said if you told him then that you were going to come this far? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if you could – if I would believe it. Um, you know, just knowing how hard it is to to play, um, and, you know, every year. And you got to realize every year it's – you know, there's new guys coming in, new guys that are – you know, I feel like the guys are so good nowadays that – you know, you're getting pushed and um, to be better. And, uh, you know, I just, if I could tell my younger self one thing, it'd be, you know, just try to get better every day like you did and and um, have fun. And I think I uh, I did do that. When you, were, sorry, ahead, you, you mentioned you've been reflecting a little bit over the last however many hours. What have you been thinking about as you've just been soaking this moment in? Uh, honestly, probably just all, all the teammates. Um, all the guys that have gone to bat for me, um, just special guys that I've played with is, is a lot of it that I've been thinking of and, you know, how fortunate I was to have such good friends and guys that have stuck up for me and guys that have, um, you know, had my back. And, uh, yeah, that, that's probably the one thing I've reflected on the most. How did you see your teammates, your teammates here handle the news? Because as I'm sure as difficult as it was for you to hear, I'm sure it was also difficult for them. Yeah. You, you know, you could tell guys, you know, guys had my guys, they felt bad for me. They, they wanted me to play it. They wanted me to keep it going, but you know, it's like I told guys, it's, you know, it's part of the business. It's, you gotta, yeah, you gotta understand what the team's doing here. And, and um, you know, I think, but, but having the guys in there and the, their support and the words that they've said to me is, uh, you know, it's been really, really special. You mentioned you still want to keep coming out here helping the team along the way. It's just by helping the young guys. What have you thought of, like, Ronnie or Steelers and these guys fighting for spots and what is kind of your advice to them? 
Yeah. Um, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is, you know, not getting, not getting comfortable. And I think to, it, as soon as you get comfortable in this league, I think that's when it can kind of get taken from you. And I think, uh, you know, you always got to have that little bit of uncertainty of, you know, whether you're not going to play or whatever it is where you're pushing yourself and, uh, you know, you know, I think these guys have it. I think the young guys here are, are great players. I think they're, you know, setting themselves up nice. Um, so, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just helping guys um, on and off the ice, kind of whatever they need. Keith, you mentioned thinking about your teammates when you were reflecting. When did it really kind of hit you emotionally that that 989 was pretty special? Um, I don't really know if it's hit me completely. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know yet. Um, I don't know when it will. It's kind of one of those things during it. I didn't really try to think about it too much just to kind of go out and play. And, um, you know, maybe now in the next day or two or something uh, might might uh, hit me. There's still going to be 14 games left after this game tonight. What are, you, what are your expectations for yourself just for the rest of your season? What kind of mindset are you having in this last month? Well, my, my mindset is to, you know, get better in practice, work on things and try to get back in the lineup and help the team win games. And you know, I know it's the end of the year and we're out of it, but, you know, building something for these guys next year where you can go into summer feeling good about yourselves and feeling good about the team, um, trying to set yourself up. Um, you know, I think, I think uh, that that'll be my goal. Have you and Kevin had a chance to talk about things? I, I know you're close and live together. Have you been able to kind of reflect and, and share some memories about this streak? Actually, not really too much. It's, um, we haven't really had the time. Um, I'm, I'm sure we will at some point. Uh, I mean, we're both kind of guys that don't really, we're not too, what do they say, sappy about stuff like that. It's kind of, we just um, make jokes and watch TV. <laughs> Keith Yandel dreaded the moment. Every player does. A streak like this, talked about and built up for so long he knew it had to happen eventually and I put this out on Twitter and if Keith Yandel wants to continue his career maybe as a six seven eight defenseman in the NHL he's got a better chance now than he did had he played the final whatever amount of games because it would have become a bigger storyline for a team that signs him to a contract beyond this season if he chooses to keep playing. Because now that the streak is over, no team's got to take the bad PR hit of being the one that didn't play him. Again, I can't even believe this is this big of an issue. Sometimes I think this is just our world today where we're outraged by everything, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But that's part of the deal. And maybe Keith Yandel does move on and continue to play. I hope he does because he's a great guy. And he is a great teammate, and he has been an absolute warrior to go through that many games in a row. But you just heard from him there. You just heard from him. I don't know if that changes people's minds about the situation that are outraged by it or not. All right, Flyers and the Rangers tonight at Madison Square Garden. Flyers' uh, middle game of three and four days, of course, Back-to-back as well. Rangers 7-3 and three in their last 10. Got some good wins over some pretty darn quality opponents as well. Uh, wins over uh, Pittsburgh twice. They've beaten Carolina and Tampa Bay recently. 
Anaheim and Dallas, some good quality wins. Uh, a good team, second place in the Metropolitan Division. It'll be the Flyers and the Rangers tonight at Madison Square Garden. Always a good time when these two teams tangle, except last year when the Rangers beat the Flyers 9-0 and then the next game beat them 8-3. We'll see what happens tonight. Flyers, Rangers at the Garden. We'll break it down tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily. Have a great Sunday, everybody. Good.